0: Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So we are at episode 150. To say to get to 150 is incredible guys. I When I started this back in December in 2019 I think it was. To say to get up to this number if you said to me I probably would have laughed at you. But I cannot thank everyone who's come on, everyone who's listened, everyone's downloaded at least one episode, Listen to a second. I don't really mind but thank you so much. So... This week's guest is Rebecca O'Rourke. So at Rebecca O'Rourke on Instagram. So Rebecca's fitness journey kind of she started back in twenty fifteen and competed. She's the founder of Team ROR and she hosts weight loss challenges, one-to-one coaching and has loads of guides as well. Daily lives on Instagram, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday on her Instagram. And Rebecca was back on the show in May 2019, I think it was, episode number 29. And Rebecca is one of the most requested guests I get on, and every time I ask who who people want to come on, Rebecca's name comes up several several times. So this episode is a little bit different in relation to it's very very mindset orientated. So Rebecca has like Rebecca got is one of these people that goes on the go all the time, and we talk about kind of slowing down the importance of having self-care days so she implements the self-care sunday we talk about the perfect the pressure of perfection the importance of kind of like the lessons that we've learned during this weird time working with family and friends and the whole thing of falling in love with the actual process where people kind of go wrong, what where not to go wrong if you're starting off on a journey and kind of focusing on your first pound and becoming the best version of yourself. So it's a really, really good episode. I love having a chat with Rebecca because this is one of those episodes that could have been going on for hours and hours and hours. But Rebecca is incredible. Her energy is, is is incredible as well. So guys, I hope you enjoy the episode with Rebecca. Rebecca, how are we holding up?
1: Hello, how are you?
0: I am very good. Long time no chat.
1: I know, back again. In, now
0: for this, Shane. I'm ready. I, I know. We're, uh, we were talking all fair before and we are like, okay, shit, we actually better press record here. Um, yeah, 20
1: minutes of chat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I think the big thing that we're going to talk about today is like kind of the mindset stuff because I think that's the bit that everyone is kind of struggling with. But I think before we're going to go into it, I gave you a brief intro, but I think a brief intro wasn't enough for Rebecca O'Rourke, so I'm going to give you, <laughs> you give your own intro.
1: The, the fairy that she is. <laughs> um Intro. Well, I suppose for anyone who doesn't follow me at the minute, I'm an online coach. Um, I was doing personal training for a year and a half um, and then moved the business online. So I suppose just a bit of background information. I got into the fitness industry from competing in bodybuilding shows. um, And then from there decided I wanted to do personal training to help other girls feel the way I did when I was doing the shows, when I was in the gym, doing weight training. So I went to study with Image Fitness in Dublin and then it just went from there. So first year and a half was personal training and then since then it has been online.
0: And I know we are talking about kind of like the goal for yourself is to potentially go back in towards getting the studio and like do you miss the, the one-on-one with the, the girls and stuff that you had? Like did you coach lads at any point?
1: No, I never trained. When I actually originally started day one, I was living in Carlo. And I worked for somebody else. So when I got qualified initially, I worked for somebody else for about two months um, teaching classes, which was mixed. And then from there, I decided I wanted to go out on my own and only train girls. So yeah, never never on a one-to-one basis, but definitely I did with the classes for the first two months, um, but girls since. So the PT was all girls. And then at the moment, all my coaching is just female-based. Um, well, yeah, then opening like the gym side of things then. So my, I definitely miss the personal training, but when I go back to it, it'll be more group group classes because um, it's all about team. Like team ROR is a team effort. So I want, to, I want to open a studio more so than a gym. So it would be like a big, just a motivational place that you can go if you've had a long day in work, if you want to do a session with, you know, a gang of your friends that it would be all done on a team basis. So it would be like classes of, you know, 50 to 100 people, a couple of days a week, everyone doing it together and then sit down, have a coffee after, you know, chill as opposed to a gym. Like it won't be a gym that you go into with loads of treadmills and machines and all. It would be like a big open studio, um, just a place for motivation, Shane, to be honest. Just, you know, to go in with your girls, bring your mom, your sister, whatever, train together, have a laugh. Um, and it's not, it's not, you know, training doesn't have to be, this kind of stressful chore I think that people think it is you know if you're giving yourself an hour in the day to go and train it should be somewhere that you can actually enjoy it
0: I think that's the biggest thing a lot of people have realised over the last few months the last nearly a year it's quite scary it's nearly a year already it's like 10 months it's I know it's 10 mad- months That um, I think that'd be a lot of people have realised that actually exercise is a blessing rather than a curse that I think a lot of people saw I just mm-hmm. hope it doesn't go back to the way when offices out back up
1: yeah I don't think it will you know I think like lockdown one, I saw a lot of people getting out, walking, you know, going for a run. There was a big kind of boost in, on that side of things. Whereas now I really think that the lives, training from home, you know, body weight movements, like it doesn't have to be this big stressful hour and a half, you know, in the gym that you like every day. It can mix it up. Like my clients are here. Like they do my lives, then on a day that I'm not doing it, they might do a dance class that they find on YouTube or they might just, you know, go out and get a run in. Like there's a mixture of things in it. It doesn't have to be this like six or seven days a week in the gym um, and pressure. You know, I think that's what people were looking at it as. Getting to the gym was pressure. Like how do I find a babysitter and I'm working such a long day in work, where do I find the time? Whereas now because of the lives, um, people realize you can literally pull out a mat in your sitting room on a Saturday morning, do 30 minutes, your workout's done, you're feeling good, and you've kind of set yourself up for the day.
0: Yeah, it's it's mad. And I think and what you've just said there about it doesn't matter what it is. If, if you're finding like yoga or Pilates or hit session or doing your lives or whatever it may be, figuring out what works for you. Because I know most mornings I'll go out first thing to go like, just get some air before I start the day. And you can see people in the living rooms doing their yoga on their mats, either watching mm-hmm. yoga or more or something like that. But they would have mm-hmm. never done that because they would have had the hour long commute or hour and a half commute.
1: Exactly. Yeah. People are just they're learning to slow down, you know, and making the time in the day for yourself. Because you'd know like we'd no other choice when lockdown hit than to you had all this time. You know, and it was like, okay, how how do I fill it? Like I can either sit around, eating shite, watching television, and every rom com that was ever made. Or I can, you know, move, get out for a walk, ring your friend on FaceTime while you're out on, you know, getting your 10K steps in, doing a live. Like it's good because there's so many options. Like you're doing a live workout from home. All your friends are doing it. You're ringing each other on FaceTime. And then it's just a laugh. Like all my, like my gang of best friends ring me after my lives all the time. And they're just loving life, the sweaty selfies. And they're, you know, like it's just a pure buzz. And I think people are realizing that now. It doesn't have to be a chore. 30 minutes, you know, you're flying around your sitting room, workout's done and ready for the day.
0: Yeah, I think when you break it down, say, right, I've got 24 hours, 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it may be, whatever it is, just get it done and then chill out and enjoy the rest of the day. And I guarantee if it becomes a non-negotiable, your mental health, your mood, everything, the people around you will probably be more appreciative of you as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you talked about slowing down there. I am yet, I, do you slow down at all? <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> in a 20 minute chat before the You know how well, I go. <laughs> I struggle massively just to switch off. Like from the minute I open my eyes in Ireland, I'm like singing around the place. Like, you know, it's just this energy, I don't know where it comes from. But like <coughs> Sorry. As I was saying to you before, um, you know, lockdown one for me was a big eye opener because I worked myself into the ground. Like I literally was up in the morning i started doing uh before i started the lives in lockdown one i was doing my own just my own workouts um and i'd record them and put them on my feed or whatever and then when i started doing the lives i kept on the other workout as well so i was actually training twice a day tough sessions now like 500 plus calories you know per session i
0: did one of them i did the 500 burpee thing did you yeah
1: did you love it
0: Uh, my back didn't but i didn't try (laughs) that
1: Lads, I love that. Then a thousand burpees. Like I went to my first five k run last week. I'm not well after ten. I'm actually broke up. Like Running my body different. was in Running such different. shock. Five k run. Like I did first. My first ever in my life five k run. I did it in twenty six minutes. And then I was kind of half delighted with myself, you know, because I had said it to a few people. Like, what's you know, what should I aim for? And they were like, Rebecca, first ever run. 30 minutes like well you know would be good so i was like 30 minutes you left half the day gone i was like 25 minutes i'm going to go for that and uh, 26 minutes push sure, her like i was getting sick and all my body was like absolutely <laughs> in shock shock so then i was like right 26 today i'll get 24 tomorrow sure like i mean completely away with the fairies so then when i did the second five K run, it took me longer i was like nah, no, i'm over this good luck back to the burpees
0: I think you've just shown there that you are human to people who are listening to this because I think when they they see or they kind of get your energy all that kind of thing like she's always on the go she's always on the go but the fact that like Rebecca is also not feeling amazing after a 5k run shows you're human.
1: Oh they were delighted sure I put up my story I was getting sick and all they were delighted to see it. My clients were absolutely weak like to see that because I had said to my 5k 20 minutes lads on two give me two weeks I'll get it's like sub 20 minutes and like loads of my clients would be big into running so they were like, Rebecca, if you do it in under 20 minutes, we're giving up. Like, we're gone. We're never again doing a run. And I said, lads, 26 minutes nearly killed me. It's like, I'll never get underneath it. It was like I was dead.
0: Jesus, under 20 minutes is very, very impressive. I only have run that since like cross country days when that was child uh, labor.
1: No, it's just, it's not for me, lads. The running is not for me.
0: Uh, you talk about kind of showing up for you and making sure that's kind of locked in. Like, you have, you've, you've realized that walking, because you never did it when you were in Cork. You were saying no, it there never. before, and like you said, that's a massive thing. That that coffee is just kind of like a chill out time. But do you find <laughs> that even when you're having that chill out time, your mind is when the ideas come into your head?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like a walk to me. Like I think my brain just works differently. Like when I say I switch off, it's still very much not switched off. You know. But me going for a walk is such an improvement. Like even in the last year, like lockdown one, I didn't go outside at all. I was so work, 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 train, double sessions. You know like whatever, loads to be done. And then because I got so exhausted um, and had just a complete burnout from it, I was like, okay, Rebecca, there's changes to be made. What's it going to be? And it was just simply getting outside for fresh air. Like close the laptop. It doesn't matter how many things you do. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just take half an hour. Like it doesn't have to be a half day. You know, I think people, it's like, like I'm very much all or nothing. You know, I like things to be 110% perfect, Or if I can't do it that perfect, it's not for me. Whereas I need to kind of, I learned to just take the day, you know, slowly if I needed to slow down a small bit. So just getting outside for a walk, like all of my clients have a team target. steps That's Monday to Sunday, whether they train or not, they have to get their steps done. And I just started really doing that like myself as well. So like 10 to 15,000 steps every day is what I get. And then... On a Sunday, I've made a promise to myself this year, the only resolution I made to myself was every Sunday is self-care Sunday. It's for me, the work phone is gone. I just try my best to switch off, whether it's just put on a layer of tan, get down to the nines and head off, which is to go nowhere. Like when I go for a walk and people are like, does she have makeup and, all on? and an outfit? Like, where is she going? And I'm like, lads, if you put on a bit of tan, and just make yourself feel good, the day is going to go better. Like if I decided to head off for a walk and I looked like shite, my hair was thrown up, like it's not exactly self-care if you don't feel good. So I make sure that I have, you know, my layered hand on a Saturday night. I get up and put on a nice outfit on a Sunday and then I just see where the day takes me. You know, get a walk, watch a film, eat a bar of chocolate, have a couple of Baileys, whatever and just relax and it's made such a difference like I wake up Monday then refreshed ready for the week
0: that's mad that that yeah I, I, re, I really like that idea like that idea of the self-care Sunday or even having a designated to one day no phone no nothing that's set for you on a Monday to Saturday though do you have your days planned out or is it literally as something comes in Rebecca is on it or how does it work
1: It's kind of half and half. They are, they're definitely structured morning time. Like morning routine for me is a big one. Like I'm up early every day. I'm a morning person, as you can probably guess. (laughs) The minute I open my eyes, I'm like, yeah, here we go. So definitely a morning person. So the bulk of my work is done in the morning. Um, Then obviously, as I was saying to before this, you know, I've like hired people since last year to do certain jobs for me that I would have always done myself. Like never trusted anyone to do things right for me. So I was like, well, I can do it all myself now. I'll just get up earlier, you know, get them done. Whereas now having other people that do things for me to help with the business has taken massive pressure off of me. So then I can be more organized with my time where I need it to go. So like I might, you know, do a bit of content in the morning. I get my, all my clients, you know, messages coming in, obviously then on a Monday, get all them done. Um, I have a live workout on a Monday morning. And then the rest of the day depends. There could be different meetings. I could have FaceTime calls to get through, you know, like at the moment, a big thing for me is I'm bringing out merchandise. So there's a lot of kind of back and forward stuff with that. Um, and then again, another thing I have brought in is nighttime relaxing. Like I could literally, like lockdown one and before that, I, I used to work till 11 or 12 at night. Like I could be literally sitting on the laptop doing emails at 11 o'clock. People looking at me like I was off my game. But I enjoy it. So it wasn't, it didn't feel like a chore to me. But I then realised that my body—it was a chore, you know. Like if I wasn't switching off till eleven or twelve at night, and then I was, my alarm was going off at six. Like your body's—it's going to take a toll on your body, whether you enjoy it or not. You know, it's—it's it's good to be. Like I love that I have a career that I'm obsessed with and all. But I need to relax. You know, I need to switch off.
0: But do you switch off on holidays?
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I? what do you think, Shane? Give a guess.
0: (laughs) I think it begins with N and ends with O.
1: (laughs) I try. I really do try. Like, I'm getting better at switching off. I am. And people have said it to me in the last six months. Like, I am better to a certain degree. But I think it's just, I'm so passionate about my work that to me, it's not a job. But a big thing I have realized is to the people around me, it's not the same. So if I'm going on holidays or if I'm going out for a meal or if I'm, you know, my friends call over for, you know, a glass of wine and I'm working the whole time or I'm switched on and I have all, you know, these things going through my mind, it's not enjoyable for them. So that's more so the reason I've tried to slow down more than for myself, to be honest.
0: I can, I think when it's, when it's something you enjoy, I can relate so much to your story about not kind of being able to turn off the head going 90 and be and like. The whole thing of not being present sometimes when someone's talking to you, you're kind of like, you're trying to think of the next thing. You're trying to think of the next mm-hmm. post. You're trying to think of who to get on the podcast, all that thing. So I can definitely relate with that. And I think the biggest thing for me was like have a notebook on me and just kind of write the ideas down. So if something comes into my head, it's like, hang on, write that down or I have a notebook or or mm-hmm. a file on the phone. I and mean, that's was that that's been definitely revolutionary for me. And then Freedom, which is the app on that can block your, your, your apps between certain times. Oh, right. Uh, you can use it for free for like seven days, I think it is, and then you have to pay it for like the year. But it blocks your app, so like I can't look at my phone after seven pm.
1: Oh, yeah, I need that app. <laughs> <laughs> Send me on that. It away.
0: It's the best thing. I I I don't look at <laughs> either phones after seven pm, and then I have my morning routine, and then I'm ready to go at whatever eight half eight in the morning and ready to go. Yeah. Um, and that's been revolutionary for me. But in relation to taking, you said there about like taking staff on like its family as well which kind of blurs the lines as well Mm -hmm. what made it so hard for you to kind of outsource it out or to give it give it out was it just that it was kind of like they're not going to do it right or was it just that
1: i'm very much a perfectionist which is good in a lot of ways but it's also bad because like i can't deal with things unless they're done like i mean literally perfect so for me, asking people to kind of, or not even asking, but more so putting the pressure on someone else to live up to that perfectionist kind of idea, I thought, you know, I'm better off doing it myself, which I did for a long time. Um, and it was fine, you know, but again, lockdown one, when I ended up in hospital from sheer exhaustion, that was kind of the light bulb moment for me. Like I left personal training, um, which was just like manic. Like I used to have 15 one-to-one clients a day, Monday to Friday. Sometimes I do Saturdays, you know, it was just, again, burnout. So I think lockdown one, okay, Rebecca, it's after happening again. You know, you're in hospital again from absolute exhaustion. Are you going to change or are you going to scale it back? And scaling it back for me was not an option. So I was like, okay, I want to grow my business. I want to, you know, next year achieve this and the other. You can't do it by yourself. So it was kind of, you know, getting people on that I trusted and who i knew would be passionate about it like i was because when it's your business if you're hiring people that just for hiring them and they don't really have a passion for it at all like you're really then still doing it on your own yeah so that to me like obviously when i you know when i'm talking about my family and that working for me it's because i know they love it just as me like they, obviously they don't love it if i was like well, I'm up till 11 o'clock on a Friday, do an email. So you have to be as well. They'd be like, yeah, hang up the phone and her, block her, whatever. <laughs> Whereas, you know, they, they do love the business and they love, they love the happiness it gives me. So I know I can trust them with certain things. Um, and then just having like in the last, in the last couple of months, what was it? Maybe six, eight months. Like I've hired a team for like my website and all that kind of thing. And they're just absolute godsends having people there that have a passion about it, they just get it. You know, I give them an idea that comes to me and they just make it even better than what I had in my head, which I'm finding just complete game changer.
0: That's incredible because I think the power pressure perfection, I think strikes into everyone's routine with whether it's going kind to of go and starting a journey or whether it's a work or how a mm-hmm. pressure to look a certain way. How, mm-hmm. how do you kind of work with your clients in kind of the way of kind of making things a lifestyle, not a diet? Because I think that's where a lot of people slip when they kind of do start going out on something i've been there you've probably been there everyone's mm-hmm. been there at some point They've we've all done shit our mm-hmm.
1: um well it definitely like all of my clients it's definitely day one you know this is a lifestyle change um i suppose that gives them kind of you know there's team targets which is a big thing with me and all of my girls like it's okay your team target basic movement what is it we've thousand steps every day to get in two to three liters of water every single day. At the moment, I do three live workouts, which I advise them all to aim minimum, get those three live workouts in. If you can do additional, that's amazing. If on any given week, you know, a lot of clients, they have kids, they've really busy schedules, you know, their jobs are causing them a lot of pressure. So on one way, I'm like, okay, no matter how busy you are, we're still aiming for those three lives because that's your time for you. So if you have a stressful day in work, or if, you know, you're running around after your children all day, This is your time to just give back to yourself. So we're going to aim for it. But I'm also very understanding that some weeks that just isn't a possibility. You know, and I think a massive thing for me was that when my sister had my nephew, I think that really opened my eyes to how demanding your day can actually be. You know, because for me, like I have all the time in the world to be training and I can go to the gym and I was, you know, maybe before... When people said to me like oh god you know i don't have time to train i'd be a bit like uh, come on now you know you'll get the time five days a week it's not that hard whereas when i see my sister now you know with her child and that it's not easy to find time to train all the time you know some days things go wrong schedules change creches close schools aren't open you know so it's kind of just i think having the mindset that not everyone's schedule is like mine not everyone can give their time to training so Again, back to the team targets, like steps and water and then the right amount of calories to fuel their body. Like that's the main goal along with sleep. And then training comes second. So the lifestyle changes they make initially are, are you getting enough sleep? Because that's like, that's a complete game changer. If you're not sleeping. It really is. Like it's number one. If you're not getting enough sleep, the rest of everything is going to go to shite. Like, why would you, why would you prep your food? in the morning for the day if you're exhausted you know why would you make time to train like if I had to do a a workout there for an hour you know go to the gym and do a leg day 60 minutes and I'm already exhausted before I even go over to do it like your day's going to go downhill from there
0: it it will impact your mental health it will impact your mood you'll start snapping at whoever's around you it will impact cravings it will impact so many things like it's underrated and so many people because the lines (laughs) are blurred they're like, oh, they're scrolling on their phone. They've got TVs up in their room. They've got laptops in the room. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is tough. And I think everyone, like, that's the biggest thing. I think my, my coaching style has definitely changed in that I've realized a lot more people are human than robots. And I think.
1: But they don't, they do want to change. You know, it's, it's fine if someone was like, you know, you know, if someone comes to me and they're like, right, Rebecca, I'm signing up for eight weeks and I want to get X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, let's look at an eight week block. Like if you train six days a week, you don't go out, you have no drinks, you don't meet yeah. friends, you know, you live on chicken and broccoli. Yeah, maybe in eight weeks you'll look like that. But do you really want that lifestyle? Yeah. You know, would you not maybe do it over 16 weeks and actually enjoy yourself? Have a glass of wine on a Saturday. You know, if your boyfriend is there looking at you saying, oh, will we, you know, have a date night? And you're like, oh, I can't have a date night. Sure, I'm in the gym in the morning and I have to look this way in six weeks. Like you're going to be miserable at the end of the, the block. So instead of just, you know, doubling your time, um, train for enjoyment. Eat the food you like, all within your calories. Focus on sleep. Get your steps in. Like they're all small changes. It's not massive, you know. Like telling someone to make two hours a day for the gym—that's the big commitment. But going out for mess. a walk and drinking enough water. Like they're just their habits you'll create over a short period of time, and then for long term, they're going to help you so much. Like
0: I love the fact that you brought up the whole idea of the, the kind of the date night, or if you've got kids, make a movie night, or whatever it is. Like if you have one meal. Like if you've 21 meals in a week, one meal or whatever it is, and that's a takeaway, that's not mm-hmm. going to derail it. Like just three seconds
1: Literally, it will make no difference whatsoever, especially if you're go- like, yeah, if you're going to be, you know, every night of the week getting a Domino's or whatever, but like there's so many unreal recipes now for people to make yeah. like all these fakeaways, you know, like I got a bottle of wine last week. It was what? 70 calories a glass. Like what's like if you're going to have two glasses of wine on a Saturday night, seventy calories a glass. So that's going to make no difference whatsoever. Yeah. Like it's different if you're going on, you know, on a session every weekend and you're drinking Bulmers or beer or whatever, and you're starting on a Sunday and then you're hungover to Wednesday. Like that's going to impact progression absolutely. But if you're sitting at home with your partner on a Saturday night and you decide you want to get a chipper and have a glass of wine, like that's not going to make any difference to progression. It's going to be, It's actually going to benefit you more. Because you are taking time to switch off. You're enjoying your, you know, plan as such. And then you'll get up Sunday and, you know, do a session, get out for your walk, start again. And you're just ready then with a good mindset for a new week.
0: And I think it's also like you don't have to give up 90% of your life for 10% body fire, 10% weight loss on the scales. I think mean, that's what a lot of people think it is. And they, they adopt that approach, particularly in January, dry January, all that kind of stuff. I've mm-hmm. had a couple of the girls saying, I want to do dry January. I'm like... I would encourage you to have a glass of wine on the Friday. And they're like, yeah, but you don't drink, Shane. So why are you telling us to drink? I'm like, I guarantee you'll feel so much better for having a glass of wine. And you got a text <laughs> in this morning saying, that was my date night. And I felt so much better for doing it on Saturday, just having one glass of wine, giving myself permission to chill out. And I
1: was 100%, like, it's absolutely crucial. Like if your, if your mindset, like when I think back to when I was competing, I did 16 weeks. So I day one signed up, I wanted to do a show. And I did 16 weeks, not one cheat meal, not one drink, not a bar of chocolate. I wasn't even allowed to have chewing gum. So it was literally, there's my lunch boxes on a Sunday, Lay them out, six meals, put the chicken in, the broccoli in and the rice in, across the meals, done. And I did it for 16 weeks because at the time I knew nothing different. I was never in the gym before. I'd never done a diet plan before. So to me, this is like this is how you lose weight. You know, this is how I'm going to win. This is how, like, if I want to look a certain way on the stage, this is how you do it. And then I did it for 16 weeks, won the show. So I was delighted. I was like, oh my God, if I'm this strict to myself and I'm going to win, like, Jesus, it's so worth it. But then I did it for another six months and lost. It was like a trauma. I was like, I'm after ruining six months of my life. I hadn't a date night. I hadn't gone for a coffee with my mother. I hadn't seen my friends. Literally, it was like, Me, the gym, home, prep the food, repeat for a year and a half. I did that. And like now if someone says to me that they want to prep and be strict, I'm like, lads, you're with the wrong coach because I'm not putting anyone through that. Not a hope. Getting someone to sit down and prep out chicken and broccoli for six meals a day. Not a hope. When people come to me asking about competing and all, my God. Like the lecture I give them, not a hope
0: yeah I've never competed I've only ever done a fitness photo shoot and it messed me up so bad psychologically physically everything it messed me up so so bad Um, like
1: I was absolutely blessed that I had so many people in my life that were so supportive like when I stopped competing and I you know there was never a pressure there was never like anything negative said it was you know you know it was just it was a lot of support Whereas I know a lot of people who've done shows and it's taken them years to come back to some sort of normal life. Like they're just, they're in a mindset. Their families don't really understand it. Um, You know, maybe their friends aren't on board or they're not supportive or whatever the case may be. But like, it's just, you're completely, your head is in the bin after it. Like you're very much in this. And then especially what I see is when people go from competing themselves to being coaches, And then they put this lifestyle onto their clients. Like, that's where the problem comes from then. If you want to do it yourself and be miserable and, you know, train 17 times a day, that's fine. But, like, an 18-year-old girl who's never done anything like this before and you're telling her to live on chicken and broccoli, like, that's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and and I think we all have to take those lessons and i think that makes you a better coach as well the fact that you've 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 recognized it because i from working face to face it was it was out there that's like oh the the big lad or the girl with the glutes and the quads they're like this is my life this is my life this this everyone has to live like this and it's Mm -hmm. you we 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 as coaches have to remember that these people are humans they have normal lives that this isn't their life they want to be able to feel a bit more comfortable they want to be able to feel confident for their partner, whoever it may be, and just feel mm-hmm. a bit more at ease because they've done. They potentially just yo yo dieted. They've done things the wrong way, or whatever it may be, and they just are yeah. a little bit lost.
1: But that's the thing you see, Shane, as well. Like, it's not their life. Like, yeah. fitness isn't their lifestyle. They're coming to you to incorporate exercise and eating better into their lifestyle. You know, someone is commuting every day to work and they're working in an office or whatever, you know, like the gym isn't their number one focus. Yeah. Like it's, it's meant to be in their lifestyle. Yeah. Because exercise is going to benefit them, you know, mentally as well as physically. But like, it's just from a coach's point of view, it's our, you know, job to make sure that they put it in there in a healthy way and not feel that, oh God, you know, do I need to spend less time with my child at nighttime because I have to be in the gym for two hours. Whereas it's not the case, you know, pull out the mask, 30 minutes, job done and sit down and relax.
0: Yeah. I think even like one, I can picture one of my clients now, she's even got one of her sons involved, a kind of just going for a walk, go to the playground and go for a walk, bring a, get a coffee and then just... love and life. That's, that's your 30 minutes. like they're going to lead by example. Like if you're leading mm-hmm. by example, your, your kids will pick up on that. If you're happy in yourself, your kids will pick up on that. Um... Do you, like, this is one of the questions that kind of came in from DMs. And I was like, right, I'll ask Rebecca the question. Do you feel there is an undue pressure on girls to look a certain way on, in general, between between social media, kind of walking around, all that kind of thing. Do you feel there's an undue pressure?
1: Yes, I feel there's a massive pressure. I feel that the pressure is put on by the girls themselves. But from my experience dealing with young girls in the last two, three years, there's a massive pressure put on from their partners. Like if you have, if, you're, if your boyfriend spends his days on Instagram, liking in other people's photos, comparing you to other girls, you're going to feel like shite. So it's very much a surrounding thing. Like if you're in a group chat, let's say yourself and 10 of your friends, and you spend your days screenshotting pictures from Instagram of these perfect people with perfect bodies, and you're all sending them to each other all the time. And like, you know that's going to impact every single person in that group chat. And it's the same with fellas. You know, if you think your boyfriend is looking at someone else who lives in the gym all the time, you know, big glutes, and she does this, that, and the other, whatever, like, you're you're going to constantly feel insecure. So you need to be, I think, for for young girls especially, you know, you need to be very careful of the circle that you're surrounding yourself with. And, you know, like, tell yourself and your friends that, you know you're fine the way you are it's not a case of oh god look at hers and she amazing and you're all telling each other this you know tell each other that you're amazing yourselves and build it from there you know it's definitely a case of what you tell yourself every day is what you're going to believe and that's that's the mindset you're then going to have
0: yeah i think what you tell yourself over time becomes the truth whether that's positive or negative but more than likely if you have a positive positive affirmation to yourself or when you're looking in Mm -hmm. the mirror and give yourself kind of like an applause or whatever it may be or give yourself like oh I like how I look today I feel more confident in my trousers mm-hmm. or you feel you're seeing that notch go down the belt there's a massive win and kind of celebrate those rather than trying to look a certain way when you don't know if that person's even happy looking that way
1: either 100% and Instagram is a highlight really you know I know people say that every day and you're like oh yeah whatever but like <laughs> it is that is the reality You know, there's people putting up pictures in a bikini, like, you know, caption all over life. Like that person could literally be in bed, crying their eyes out, posting that picture just for themselves to feel a bit better. And so look, you know, if they do need a load of likes and comments to feel better, so be it. Like, like all the pictures, comment on everyone's photos. Like I go through my homepage and I like people's photos and comments 70 times a day because I'm like, you know, my comment might just give them the boost they need in that day. You know, yeah, you could say, oh God, look at her bikini again and, you know, she's probably miserable. But but like, if she is miserable, give her a bit of a boost. You know, put something under her picture to make herself feel better about herself. Why not?
0: Do you think people are too quick to knock each other down as well, though? When someone's getting... Is that in Ireland as well or do you think that's in general?
1: Oh, it's in general. Ireland massively, though. Like, big time. Like, I think I can look at it from a, a different perspective, though. Like, I'm 30. You know, if I was 21 now, I don't know how I would cope. Like I think the girls, the young girls these days, like they're under so much pressure. It's absolutely mental. Like when I was 21, I was outside kicking a ball. Like there was no, you know, there was no outfit of the day pics and you know, like, oh, if I don't get a thousand likes in 10 minutes, like am I ugly? Like this is the kind of carry on that's going on. I don't know how, like I think young girls, I think need to be doing so much with their mental health. Like they need to be exercising simply just for happiness. They need to be boosting each other up and, you know, yeah, be in the group chat with all your friends and all, but like, you know, give each other compliments. Like I see girls, they're, they're like in strangers pictures and then their own friend would put up a picture and they wouldn't like it at all. Yeah. Like, you know, you need to, you need to be boosting each other and give each other that confidence boost. Like I actually was listening to one of Brian's podcasts a couple of weeks ago. What did he say again? Confidence comes from keeping the promises you make to yourself. Yeah. And I actually have said it a hundred times since. Like it's so true. If you tell yourself, you know, I'm going to eat good now this week, or I'm going to train, or you know, I'm going to get dressed up on a Saturday, whatever, and then you don't do it. If you do that week after week and keep letting yourself down, like your confidence is going to be in the bin.
0: Yeah, I think that is massive because I think some people will use that, like even the word maybe. So I maybe I may go to the gym three times that week is giving you the out straight away as well. Straight away. And I think you need to alter the language. I think language is so, so important to whatever you're doing. Like if you're using the words say, bad food, carbs are bad, sins, oh, don't get me started on sins. Um But like all the negative t- words towards food, you're going to see those food as like, Adults are worse than children in relation to how we see things. Like if if it gives you permission to almost overindulge in those foods if you see them as a, if you've been kind of like bold or negative towards yourself, right? I'm gonna go for the ice cream, I'm gonna go for the crisp, I'm gonna go for the chocolate. Why not just say to yourself, right, I'm gonna enjoy this, I'm gonna make it an occasion, I'm gonna have what I want and then kinda of move on and just press reset. But I think too many people are worked used to extremes because of like social I would like we like we were talking off air, like social media is incredible. Don't get us wrong on that. But you have to be able to curtail what you're putting into your head.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I mean, you know, if there's a specific page that you follow or something that you're looking at every day, you need to get that out of your mindset. Like you need to just delete it. And that could be that could be your friend. It could be your sister. You know, the mute button on Instagram is a great thing. Like people, you're, you're taking this in every day. Like you're waking up in the morning. Chances are you're going on your phone. So you're either going to start your day positive or you're going to let all these perfect photos go into your mind. You're thinking, okay, you know, like I'm not dressed up today or I don't have my tan done today or, you know, whatever the case may be. And you're looking at all these things and then you're automatically feeling like less of a person first. Whereas if you follow pages that are motivational, you know, they're real. They're telling you, oh God, I feel like crap today instead of someone who's always perfect. And I'm always, you know, living in my bikini and the world is great and all. Like that's going to make you feel like crap. So you need, you need to have the things in front of you that are going to be, you know, driving factors in you having a positive, good day.
0: I think it's also important to have like the support group around you. You spoke about kind of like family and friends not being kind of like uh, on board of whatever you're trying to do. Like, I, I don't think it's necessary that they have to be on board, but I think mm-hmm. it's important for them to be in some way along the journey. But it's also, do you have any tips for, Say someone is starting out and their their family or their partner or something like that may not be as supportive as they could be. Do you have any tips for that kind of side of things?
1: Well, that is the number one reason I started the challenges because I have always been very lucky with a support system, like my family, my mom, you know, I've really good friends, but a lot of people don't have that. So when I have the challenge, you know, everyone is in a group chat together everyone if you have a bad day someone puts it in you know you can talk to that person about a bad day you like everyone in it is on the same boat they're all on the same journey you know yes weight loss is the number one goal but they also want to build confidence they want to find meals and a training routine that can fit in around a busy schedule around having three kids that are running around the house all day lockdown obviously you know making everything more heightened at the minute with stress and whatever stuck inside and you're having to minute yourself um but I think it's just about, you know, if, you're, if your friends, for example, you want to lose weight and you want to start training and your friends are like, oh God, you know, waste of time. Like I'm coming over with a bottle of wine or whatever. Like you need to be able to stand up for yourself, number one, and be confident enough to say, well, look, I actually, you know, this is my goal at the moment. If you're not on board with this, then, you know, feel free to not ring me for a while or something. But like chances are you'll say it to them once and then they'll be on board straight away and they'll want to help you. You know, if you're if you're making changes, you need to let people know you're making them so that they will support you.
0: Yeah, and I think what you said there about the first no <laughs> may, may be the most difficult, but I think after you keep saying no the second time or the third time, people will kind of step up and say, okay, there, this person's oh, yeah. actually doing this for themselves. Like when,
1: all- I, when I started doing the shows originally, my friends were not about it at all. Like they thought I was having a breakdown. They were like, Rebecca, you're going to be in the gym every day. You won't be coming out with us at the weekend. Like keep in mind now, I was like, what, 24 Like we were going out all the time and all, you know, and I was like, no, no, this is it now. You know, I'm going to be living in the gym. If you want to see me, like you can come to the gym with me if you want. And then they'd fall over to the house for lunch and I'd give them up, you know, the chicken and broccoli. And they're like, what's this crap? Where's our (laughs) usual, you know, big pizzas they used to make us and all and our hot chocolates. And I'm like, oh, lads, there. You'll see them there in about six months. And the first couple of times they were allergic to me. Like they were like, oh, there's no point ringing her. She's boring. She's in the gym 24 seven. You know, you couldn't be listening to her. And then after a while, they just got on board. Like they saw, you know, uh, the achievements I was getting, you know, how much it meant to me. And then they, before I knew it, they were like, do you want us to go to the gym? Yeah, like, you know, we'll come and support you or whatever. We'll take your photos or record your videos and all this kind of carry on. So it it takes a bit of time, you know, you can't expect people to just, like if you decide you're changing on a Monday, your whole whole circle of friends aren't just going to change with you by Tuesday. Takes a bit of time.
0: Yeah, I think if you, start, like if you start doing something as well, your circle of friends may change as well. I think that could also happen. Like if I look back now and say four years ago, or three years ago, at the circle of friends I have now to then, it's, it's chalk and cheese. Like,
1: 100%, completely different. But your friends your friends will change with you. Like yeah. I was saying, like my gang of best friends there now, Sunday morning, they're up doing my life. A couple of years ago, if I told them to train on a Sunday, they would have blocked me off their phone. Not a hope. They wouldn't train on a the Wednesday. Never mind a Sunday when they're hungover. So now, like they're into the group chat, you know, putting in their bottle of wine. Oh, oh, oh can't wait for tomorrow now. You know, hungover session, whatever. And they're up and they're doing it, loving it. So it, it, it will change, like you know, when people see the benefits it's having for you, they'll jump on board as well.
0: I love that. I think that's a that's a big thing. I think it's important that the last question, Rebecca, is kind of fall in love with the process of being the best version of yourself. And I think that's really important to with what's going on. I think a lot of people are unfortunately struggling and like you've brought in the journal um, and all that kind of stuff as well, which is huge. Like what, why do you think so many people fall, struggle to fall in love with the process and what kind of things did you bring into yourself to start your own fitness journey to fall in love with the process?
1: I think they just need to give themselves a bit of time. You know, nothing happens in a week. Like you're yeah. not going to start It's this it's the, it's the kind of mentality of like oh, I must start on a Monday and okay, chocolate's gone. I see it every day on Instagram. I see new girls coming on their story. They're starting into you know the fitness buzz, and they're like, "Start a new plan tomorrow." I I'm after clearing out all the presses, no chocolate now for eight weeks. And you know, I told my friends I won't be seeing them for wine for like the next couple of weeks, whatever. And automatically, I know straight away. It's like they're setting themselves up to fail. Yeah. You know, start tomorrow. Okay. Do you drink water? No. Grant. A liter tomorrow. You know, get it done by the end of the week. Two liters. It's not. It's not hard. You know, do you go for a walk? Not really, like once a week. Perfect. We're going to aim for three days a week. Build from there. Like I I had a client last week, she's only after doing two weeks. Like the difference in two weeks from simply adding in water, fixing her sleep, and just taking time to do two 30-minute sessions a week. She's like a different person. Like never mind four weeks down the line, you're training three or four days a week. You're after cleaning up your food a bit more. You still have a pizza on a Saturday. You still have a glass of wine, you know, on a Sunday evening after a stressful week. But like, you don't have to be living, lads, on broccoli and rice to see results. You're going to be miserable. And four weeks in, you're going to say, feck this. And, you know, you're back to five takeaways a week.
0: Do you think people overcomplicate the whole thing?
1: 100% but it's because of the false information, chain that's out there. There's so many different ideas. Like I even see it in the group, in the group chat today. You know, there's all screenshots going in about different things they've seen on Instagram and whatever, because there's so many different, you know, every coach is going to have a different idea, a different way of doing things, you know, but it's about which way is going to work for you. Like some people want a strict diet plan. Some people want a six week transformation. They're happy to live on chicken and veg, you know, but that's not the style of coaching I give. So, you know, if someone came to me looking for that, I, you know, give them advice to go elsewhere.
0: I think it depends,
1: I, it depends what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. Like, if you want a meal plan, don't come to me. I won't do it. I'll I'll educate you on how to work around your body and fuel your body the way you wish to have it, and portion control, and work around your cycle or bring back your cycle or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I I won't be the person to give you right here's a chicken and broccoli. Now go and weigh everything. That's like that hasn't worked for someone before. So why would it work again? No, it's too strict. Uh, and I think with the six weeks thing, I'm not the coach either. Or Rebecca's not the coach either, but there it, it does have a place, but it's depending on what stage you're at. Like if you feel at the six week coach, if you haven't, if you've had six weeks challenge before and you failed every time, then I probably would, wouldn't would advise you a six week thing again.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you see, it, it again depends on what you're looking for. So yeah. like six weeks, for example, right? My six weeks weight loss challenge is team targets. We're increasing the water. We're increasing your steps. We're going to introduce exercise to your life. If you're maybe not doing it at the moment and you're going to fuel your body. That's the most important thing. Like the majority of people who come to me are living on a thousand calories a day, wondering why they're exhausted. I can't really sleep. I'm not seeing results. I don't really have energy in the gym because you're living on absolutely no food. Like I eat 2000 calories minimum every single day. And even at that, I'd happily add another 500 on it. No problem. You know, if you're doing workouts, um, you know, tough workouts, like my live workouts, three days a week, team target, 400 calories. Like, again, another thing I say to my clients is that if you're making the time in your day, 45 minutes to train. Like, for, that's a lot for some people who are that at home is. with kids, you know, and they're getting away from their jobs or whatever. Um, you know, do it with a bit of purpose. Like, push yourself. You know, especially if weight loss is your goal, don't be going to the gym for two hours and you're 150 calories burned because you're scrolling on Instagram or you're, you know, on the phone to your mom. Like if I'm going to the gym, I, like I'm not leaving until there's 600 calories burned on that watch. So it's, you know, give yourself the time. It's not, it's not hard if you do it gradually. That's probably the biggest thing I would say. Day one is day one for a reason. Like the results I get in a week are going to be different to someone who's only day one starting in the gym you're not going to have the same knowledge, you're not going to have the same intensity or the same even fitness level to push yourself to that intensity. But six weeks in, six months in, you'll get there. You know, it's about progression, giving yourself a bit of time and things that you can't do today. A couple of weeks down the line, you'll be flying through them.
0: I think if you start on a weight loss or anything, it's important to like start with the first pound rather than trying to lose the 40, 30, 20, 10, 5 pounds, whatever you have to lose or whatever you want mm-hmm. to lose. i kind of moving away from that and just start small. Like Rebecca has hit the nail on the head so many times in this episode of start with the basics, get your water in, get your sleep. I would say if you got your sleep up even half an hour, the, the change in your headspace space for when you wake up in the morning wouldn't be groggy. You'll want to go out for a walk or go play with your kids or bring them for a walk or whatever it may be your headspace will completely change Rebecca I could talk to you all day but I know you are (laughs) a busy busy lady so where can people sign up for your challenges where can people do the lives and what time and days are they on
1: so my lives at the moment are Monday Wednesday Sunday at 10 in the morning And all information for all of my coaching is on my website, which is um, RebeccaO'Rourke.com and if the link and everything is on my Instagram.
0: Perfect. All all the write-up, all the information will be on the write-up, guys. So if you want to work with Rebecca, I highly recommend it. So click on the link, uh, pop her a DM. Guys, if you've enjoyed the episode at all, please do tag us up on your story. i leave a review up on iTunes. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat again.
1: Thanks for having me.